Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. Marcus Sander was a normal family man till he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned in torture. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is how to keep his daughter safe, but not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. All right, everybody. We're back on our show. Uh, sorry, I'm here with my eyeglasses. I just had my, so my eye doctor today, so my eyes are a little blurry, so I have to wear my glasses. So we got a special guest on the show today, all the way from Hawaii. MMA fire, Blake LaRosa. How you doing today, Blake? I'm doing great, Mark the Shark. How you doing, pal? <laughs> and doing what I can, man. You know, considering I we're hear you. All locked down and everything like that over here. Yeah, these are these are. I heard you guys are going through your, your second lockdown now. I believe. Uh, well, actually, I know. No, I know Florida. Florida. Know Florida, Florida is under lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, so where you where are you from? I think you said you were you, you're in Hawaii now, but you're originally from uh, Tampa, Florida. 
Yeah, I'm originally from the Tampa area, from a little town called uh, Newport Ritchie. Pa- oh, it's in Pasco I County. And, uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from that area. Yeah, and uh, about uh, I want to say two years ago, um, me and my fiance, we just decided to uh, sell all of our worldly possessions, um, fit what we could into a suitcase, and uh, we drove cross country with our uh, our three daughters at the time and um, got on a plane in California and came over here to make the dream happen. Wow. Yeah, now I have MMA as well. Yes, and uh, no, she does not. She is a, uh, she's the perfect fight wife. She, uh, <laughs> she helps me cut weight. She, you know, takes me to, you know, all these, you know, different doctors, chiropractors and stuff to help me, you know, get, you know, my, my back and, you know, my, my joints sorted out. Like she's really like, really just like the literal perfect fight wife, you know, like she's all about the sport. She loves it. Even our, uh, my daughter's, my seven-year-old and my five-year-old daughter um, are uh, trained jujitsu and boxing. Um, so, you know, like we're, and then we always watch all of the UFC fights. Like my girls, like even some, even like random times, instead of wanting to watch like princess movies, they're like, Oh, can we watch a fight? Like we're a, really? we're a real MMA family. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're a fight great. family out here. Yeah. Everyone loves it. So were you uh, always a martial artist or, or like a yeah um i've always had a passion for martial arts like it's always been what i've wanted to do with my life ever since i could pretty much remember um i had the teacher actually i um want to say seventh grade seventh grade i had a teacher uh, mr carasquillo shout out to mr c um he was my uh he was a reading teacher at the middle school that i was in and um he uh he owned a taekwondo studio outside of school like uh, that that was like his passion he was an instructor legit black belt all that and um he opened up a taekwondo school and uh we used to have these things in our middle school called electives so like you know you could go take like you know an art elective or whatever and he got he actually um through the through the county that I went to school in, he was able to get Taekwondo as an elective. So during wow. a period of school, yeah, during a period of school, whether it was like third period, fourth, or whatever, you could go learn Taekwondo for an hour or so. And um, I ended up getting involved in the Taekwondo program at school. And um, he invited me to his dojo because he saw that like, I, I took it seriously. I was very into it. I really tried at it. And so, you know, he kind of saw that. He took me uh, to his dojo one time. And uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it. I've been martial arts ever since I learned Taekwondo. I never really went through the belt ranking in anything that was never really like something that like mattered to me. You know what I mean? I just wanted to, I wanted to learn the techniques so that way I could, you know, practice them on my own so I could store them, you know, in like my arsenal of, 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 uh, of techniques. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I ended up learning uh, striking through him, jujitsu, everything that even all the bases that I still have to this day and all the fundamentals I learned uh, through him. So that was really the start of my martial arts journey. Wow. And what part yeah. of the world Honolulu or? Yeah, uh, I'll, I live on Oahu Island. There's several Hawaiian islands. Um, 
I live on Oahu Island in the county of Honolulu, but I live in a, a town all the way in the West Coast. Shout out to the West Coast of Hawaii. It's a called, town called Waianae. Okay. Um, yeah, Max Holloway, Yancey Medeiros, uh, Maki Patolo. Um, these are all guys that are from here out in Waianae where I live from or where I live at. You know, I'm pretty good pals with, you know, those guys, you know, oh, I've trained so with them. With Max Holloway? Or? Um, I haven't trained with him as I've met him a couple of times. He's a great guy. And actually, I can't, I was, I was at the old gym that I used to be at. Uh, I was walking into the gym for, uh, for uh, Muay Thai class to start. And he was uh, leaving for, uh, he was doing advanced jujitsu. Cause you know, he's a, he's a wizard on the ground. That guy, a lot of people don't know, but Max is a wizard, but uh, yeah. So um, he was leaving and I was walking in. So I met him a few times, you know, he's, I've seen him around every now and again, small Island, you know, you kind of bump into people everywhere. So uh, but I've seen him a few times. I've trained with Yancey though uh, a number of times. Yancey is uh, it's one of my guys. I hold that man very dear to my heart he's definitely a huge motivation to myself oh wow and then so when like how long have you been doing mma for now um a while a while um i'd had a, a couple of fights in florida a few tournament uh mma fights um and then i came to hawaii i had a match uh last october or not last uh, august excuse me and um I went to uh, another island, Maui, uh, the island of Maui, and I uh, fought somebody uh, basically in his own back garden. Uh, it, was a, it was a crazy story. I actually showed up uh, with no corner men because I had just moved out here, and I had gotten the fight beforehand. So and I had just moved out here, and I really didn't like know any gyms, you know what I mean, like anything like that. And, you know, I didn't want to pull out of the fight because I had worked so hard towards it. And, uh, yeah, I showed up with no corner and I fought this guy <laughs> in his home, in his home, uh, his home state of, uh, with no corner. Man, it was a pretty dumb decision. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, that I just, I love to fight, you know, anytime, any place, anywhere. That's, that's, that's my motto. That's, you know, something I hold very close to my heart is kind of like a creed, you know. Okay, and, and, that, and that's amateur, or was that considered like a pro fight? Amateur, yeah, yeah. I'm still amateur. Uh, I was supposed to fight October, or in October, excuse me, I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep going October. Um, I was supposed to fight in April here in, uh, here in uh, Honolulu, uh, but COVID happened, and uh, the state actually uh, suspended all, all sports and all combat sports until further notice. So um, the whole event got scrapped. Everything got uh, canceled, and uh, yeah. So they're 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 we're they're talking about opening it up, and hopefully there's going to be some fights, uh, some cards and events around like October, November, December. Should everything with this whole COVID stuff keep you know away, and you know keep the numbers go down and stuff like that, hopefully they don't you know do what Florida did and make a second shutdown happen, or else it's just not going to happen at all this year. I don't think. Wow. So what are you doing to keep in shape, man? You just, do you have like a, um, a heavy bag in your house? Or? Uh, no, we, um, they opened up gyms here uh, on uh, Jul or June 19th. 
So like a oh, week okay. ago, I think somewhere around there, they opened up the gyms again. So, uh, but they're not open to the public. It's more like, you know, if you're an already an existing member of the gym, like you've been consistently going there and, you know, like they know who you are and stuff like that, then you can come, but they're not accepting like any new, like people walking in and stuff. And the gym that I'm at anyway, I'm at uh, Jesus's Lord gym with uh, Rachel Ostrovich, Robert Ostrovich. Uh, those are my, uh, my teammates. Uh, my head coach is Robert Ostrovich. Um, love that guy, uncle, uncle Bob. Uh, but yeah, that's who I'm with now. But um, those guys are just, those guys are incredible. But yeah, um, we've just been kind of, you know, working out, staying in shape, going over a lot of things, you know, I'm not going to, not going to really say too much, but you know, we've definitely, definitely been working hard. We got some absolute warriors in that gym. And then beforehand to, to, to keep in shape, I would just, you know, run, go hiking. Hiking's a big thing out here to keep in shape, especially a lot of these uh, hills and mountains. It's ridiculous. Um, I would uh, actually, me and a couple of buddies would rent out a gym. This guy, uh, we would, you know, toss him a couple hundred dollars and he would let us uh, rent out a uh, uh, his gym that he had. And uh, we would get together and just do sparring, do drilling, you know, working out in friends' garages with them in their mats and pads, just basically whatever type of, you know, whatever type of exercise and work, you know, you could get in. I was, I was, I was trying to get it in just to stay in shape because, you know, it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we don't have our gyms open here yet in Jersey. So it's, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, know you guys, guys, I know guys that work out, uh, you know, I guess you can call it secretly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's kind of what I was doing. You know, I was kind of you know keeping it all on the hush and working out in secret. You know, whether it be it you know the beach taking an ice bath or whether it be you know uh, friend's garage and his his home gym or you know whether it be you know wherever you, I could you get were, it. You weren't afraid to get it. You weren't afraid because I mean because you got kids. I mean I had a. I had yeah, no, I was, and I had to stop. I that. was, yeah, I was definitely, um, I was definitely worried in the beginning. Me and my wife, we were really like, you know, or my fiance, we were really like, you know, we don't, we don't want to go anywhere, we don't want to do anything, you know, we're gonna take this seriously. And then, you know, after time went on, you know, we're like, in all all the training sessions that I had were all very, you know, like it was maybe like four people at most, like just enough people. So that way, you know, everyone had a partner. Okay. But like I said, it was always, it was always no more than four people. Even the gym that we were renting out from this, uh, from this guy that had, it was like a, it was like a wrestling sort of like gym where they just had a bunch of mats. There was no bags. It was just jujitsu mats everywhere. So, um, you just focused on, even he was, like, yeah. Yeah. Even he was like, uh, no more than four people. So we never trained more than four people. And a lot of like the running, hiking stuff I did on my own. I don't normally run with uh, other people for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I've been meaning to like wondering if I should like have my friend come back. But I'm like paranoid now. Yeah, because now they're talking about school. But I also had a friend come over prior even prior to COVID, oh. once a week. And I'm like, well, maybe I should. Okay, yeah. But now with the COVID, I even shut that down. 
but I do know I do know there's guys out there that that, that train still, you know. But oh yeah, no, there's definitely guys that you know have their secret spots with their buddies, and you know. Man. Yeah, no, I've definitely been seeing a lot, a lot of that going on, even during the shutdown. You know, some places actually out here ended up getting in trouble by the city, you know, because they found out that people were training at the facilities when this shutdown was technically supposed to be, you know, happening. So um, there's a number of places that ended up getting like, you know, in, in some pretty big trouble out here for that. Interesting, and it's it's like always like you always wonder as to what to do, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Just it's so weird how it happened. It's just you know, like one minute everything was fine, and then the next minute the world just kind of shut down. Life kind of just paused for like a really long time. Yeah, I know a lot of jujitsu owners that their, uh, you know. Their, their income is like shot, you know. I don't even know if they're gonna be able to open up. Like, I, I don't know what yeah. it had with the landlord because ever since, like, whatever it was, March or April, they haven't been open, you know. And, and the, the guys yeah. that are there and train adapt to the pain today. So, but we'll, I guess yeah. we'll see. So, you got any um, big fights coming up or? Um, like, I don't know. I don't even know how you guys plan this now with the COVID. Like, yeah, I was going to say, maybe. Notice. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, um, I definitely, definitely 100% so long as COVID uh, permits it, so long as everything, um, so long as everything goes the way that it's continuing to go and, you know, things are starting to look good out here on the islands, um, should the state allow MMA to you know start uh start hosting sporting events again and all these uh, um, companies out here to start hosting sporting events and mma fights again i 100 percent plan to fight before the end of the year whether it be you know october november december whenever the state signs off on it and you know organizations can start setting up events again i'm in there i'm 100 uh, percent am going to fight by the end of this year so long as covid permits it now, now, what are you doing for income now? Like, because I mean, amateur fighters don't get paid anyway. So, like, do you have like yeah. a, a job that you work remotely? Yeah, I work at a. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a line cook um, at California Pizza Kitchen out here, and then uh, my wife works for her father's company. So you know, it's 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 pretty good. Her father owns like a um, like an audio company. So she kind of like handles his phone calls and appointments and stuff like that. So, you know, but it's still, it's still rough, you know, like it's, uh, it's definitely not easy, you know what I mean? But uh, it's definitely worth it because in the end, it's all going to pay off once, you know, once I make it happen. Mm. And then so you hopefully you turn pro and what are you, what are you thinking you're going to take, go from there? Are you going to, is there like um, a pro? organization in Hawaii I'm sure there is oh yeah yeah there's a lot of the uh amateur a lot of the events out here host amateur and pro fights on the same cards and some of them just only host pro cards some of them will only host amateur cards like it's pretty much whatever the organization decides to set up really but um yeah the goal is to turn pro um rack up a couple of wins at pro and uh 
the ultimate goal for me is I want to get into the PFL. I'm not really, you know, like I like the UFC and everything. And, you know, they're definitely the, the leader, you know, in, in the organ, in, 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 in the sport, they're definitely the leading organization, you know, that's undisputable. But um, I, I just, I really like PFL. I really like the thing they got going on. I want, I want to win that, want to win that belt or want to win that million dollars, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, right? I've mentioned that yeah. a few times on my show. Yeah. Because they were the only ones that, like, when you win the belt, you get a million dollars, right? Because yeah, 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 a lot of UFC fighters, fighters, they win the belt, but, you know, they don't they get the million. 25 yeah. grand and maybe a $50,000 bonus if they knock the guy out. It's it's not, it's exactly, not the same. you know, and that's, yeah, and that's, you know, like, I'm, I feel like this, this is, you know, this, at the end of the day, this is a blood sport. You know, you're, we are putting our bodies, our health, our, our family life, and we're putting everything on the line for the entertainment of others. Because at the end of the day, without the fans watching, like, we're not just doing this for ourselves. I mean, a lot of people are doing it for themselves. But for me, I'm doing this for my family, for my loved ones. You know, for, for, for everything I've ever been through and everything I'll ever go through, like I'm doing this so I could secure a brighter future for my children, you know, and I feel like, you know, if we're, 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 we're putting our careers, our bodies, everything on the line, you know, for pretty much the, the entertainment of others, you know, I feel like we should be compensated for that. We should definitely be paid very well, you know, and I like the system PFL has going on. It's kind of like a tournament bracket system, which I love. It reminds me of the old, uh, the old pride uh, tournaments, you know, and um, I really like the tournament bracket they have going on and that where it's kind of like a season where like, you know, it is with football and stuff and, yeah, you know, and eventually, unique, you know, you right? get down to the finals. It's very unique. Like even a Bellator had, still has tournaments. But yeah. I think, um, well, first of all, they don't. I'm sure the top guys get paid a million, but they, they supposedly they they pay better than the UFC, but you still don't get the million dollars. But the way the PFL does it, where they award points, right? Like yeah. the faster you finish the opponent, the more points you yeah. get, and they try to make it like a, like a regular team sport, but you know, for MMA fighters or. Yeah, like, no, I definitely, uh, I really enjoy playoffs, it. the semifinals. It's yeah, pretty interesting. A lot of those guys have been there for, have been around for a while. It's just they, yeah, just never heard of them. Some of them were in the UFC. Like, uh, what's that guy's name that fights with, uh, man, he used to be with George St. Pierre, and then he won the, the, the McDonald. Oh, Rory McDonald? Yeah, now yeah, he, wants McDonald. To, he wants to go to the PFL. Yeah, the PFLs like it's it's they're doing it differently and they're doing it in a way that people like to see. They're doing it in a way that people are like, you know, wow, that's really neat. That's different. You know, we've never seen that in the sport of MMA before. And yep. it's getting people to buy into it for sure because it's 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 entertaining for one. They have phenomenal talent coming out of PFL right now. You know, like it's it's definitely a a, a, a a top class organization. Like, you know, even when they were the World Series of Fighting, I think it was, yeah. before they were PFL. They yeah, always had, had a great fighters that, right? Because they had the World Series of Fighting, but it's pretty much the same organization. I don't know if they just sold their interest. Yeah, it is. It's the same. I think it's the same owners, and they just changed the name, or I think it's the same owner, and one there's, like, a new partner, and they just changed uh, it. Okay. I'm not really too sure. 
but I definitely know that it's the same company. They just changed the name of it. But it were it was the World World Series of Fighting, and now it's uh, now it's PFL, and they 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 definitely revamped the company and did a lot of cool new things. And that's just the spot to be like uh, the current welterweight champion, uh, Ray Cooper the third. You know, he 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 won the million dollars. He won the title. He made it through the he through through all of it. You know, through the entire season, he came out on top. You know, and he's that's the guy from Hawaii, right? Proud. Yeah, he's from Hawaii. Yeah, 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 yeah super yeah. proud of that yeah. guy. Yeah, I think yeah, everyone was he was the runner up the year before too, right? The year before, I think Clapping? he made it to the finals, right? Yeah, I think he made it to the finals, but I didn't. I don't think he won. But this time, he made it all the way and he won. And the Hawaii, everyone in Hawaii exploded for him. Like, uh, fuck, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray Cooper is definitely, uh, definitely a top, top, top notch human being. First of all, he's a really good guy, phenomenal man, Christian. He's really, really, really humble man. And he's a killer in the ring. And he, you know, he came out on top and he got the, he got the belt. He got the million dollars. And now, you know, his family can have a really good life, you know? Yeah. Should he invest those million, that, that million dollars correctly, which I, you know, he will. He's a smart man. Yeah. And make sure when you make the millions, you don't blow it away, man. Oh, never, never. I definitely am going to put the money somewhere where it could grow for my children. That's, you know, that's the ultimate plan is to, you know, you know, do all of this to make sure that my family can, you know, my family doesn't have to worry about struggling and doing the hard stuff, like getting in a cage in your underwear and fighting with another person, you know? (laughs) It's crazy what people do, right? Make a buck. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. I, mean, no, I, right? <laughs> I love crazy. it. I love the sport. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, do you have any, any sponsors currently? Are you working to get sponsors? Like, what do you do to promote um, yourself? I'm working to get a few. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna see how everything goes. You know, I'm hopefully I'm gonna try to win my next three in a row, and by then, you know, we'll see what's going on. But right now, it's just it's just me. It's just the Jesus is Lord Jim. And it's, you know, my family and, you know, we're kind of, you know, the gym does a lot of really good promotion. Um, They actually, uh, um, they uh, um, own their, uh, our head coach, Robert Ostrovich, uh, Uncle Babo, Mm -hmm. owns, um, he's the president and CEO and owner of uh, Trinity uh, Kings Combat uh, Sports. It's a, it's a, uh, it's an MMA league out here. They're, uh, they're in partnership with UFC Fight Pass. So you can actually watch it's a fight pass, but uh, our, the, our head coach is the owner of a promotion out here. So, you know, every time they put on a card, you know, his, you know, he's always, you know, trying to amp up his fighters to, you know, really get their butts in shape. So, you know, we could go ahead and compete on that. So, you know, the, the, uh, the gym does a lot of really good promotion, you know, the, um, the, the, the league Trinity Kings uh, does a lot of really good promotion and, you know, that's mainly it. Other than that, it's just me trying to get my name out there. Yeah. Speaking of promotion, when you guys watch the show live on Twitch, I know the name. I got my book out here called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. Make sure you guys check it out. It's an action thrill novel I wrote about two or three years ago. You can get it at my website, www.markthesharkmmashow.com or retortofamilybooks.com. If you're into Jason Bourne, check it out. So... Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, now back to you, buddy. And yeah. I had to do a little plug-in for myself there. Like, if people no, had no, to get in awesome. 
Now, if people had to get in touch with you, like, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Is your um, Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Larosa L A R O S S A underscore M M A is the best way to get in touch with me. Um, okay. Facebook as well. Facebook as well. Just Blake Larosa. You know, I don't have you know Twitter or anything like that. I'm not really a big fan of it, but uh, yeah, Instagram is pretty much the number one way. Yeah, Twitter is okay. just kind of strange. There's the people on it are too, too much. It's just it's just weird times. I don't really like the format of it. I'm just not a fan. So yeah. the best way to get a hold of me though is Instagram for sure. Okay, you got a website at all or no? No, no, no website. Not you know nothing like that. I'm not really too tech savvy, really. So I kind of. I'd have to pretty much pay someone to, to build me a website. I'm not, not good. Hey, like, look, I'm, I, like I can, I can, I can do a free one, like, you know, a simple one to get, get your name out there, you know? I mean, I probably could, but I don't know how well it would turn out. Like, you know, if I'm, I'm not, if, if I can't really do it on my phone, I kind of don't really know about it. I'm not, <laughs> not the smartest uh, tech guy, you know? Yeah, I can yeah, you know, yeah. hook up my Xbox to my TV and that's about it. I hear you, I hear you. But yeah, man, you gotta, you know, this is, well, that's what this show is for. The show is, you know, to get guys like you on and to promote yourselves and, uh, you know, spread the word. Of yeah, man, I really story. appreciate it. I really, yeah. I really appreciate, you know, what, what, what you do for the up and coming fighters by giving us, you know, a platform to, you know, get ourselves out there on. There's not too, you know, I, I can't think of anybody else that does that, you know, unless it's, you know, a lot of people only do pro fighters, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely doing a great thing cool, for the man. sport. You're definitely doing a great thing for uh, the the younger generation, the uh, the the littler guys like myself right now that are that are just now coming out. You know. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody's listening to the show, you know, amateur, pro fighter, former UFC fighter, Victor fighter, all you gotta do is just go to my website www.markthesharkhenryshow.com and click on the uh, become a guest page and sign up and get on the show. Well, Blake, it's it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, yes, sir. I, I really appreciate podcast it. format. Keep listening because there's more content to come. Um, and don't forget, I also have a show um, that airs every Saturday at three o'clock on Twitch, and it's also shown on my website. Um, this will be on there, so be sure to check out this interview, Blake. It was great having you on the show. Good luck to you on the future. Stay, keep working out. Keep training and be safe, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Mark. You know, stay blessed. Have a great day. You know, thank you so much, sir. All right. All right, guys. We'll be back after a short break. Hey, guys. Just want to let everybody know that if you're looking for a good suspense thriller action novel, check out the book written by me, Mark the Shark, called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. If you go to my website now, Books. You can get an autographed signed copy for only $8 plus shipping. Again, go to www.retortofamilybooks.com. Hi, this is Mark the Shark Retorto. This is a message to all the parents out there. Are you looking for an inspirational book for your child to read? Well, check out a book written by a child, 11-year-old little girl by the name of Christina Retorto. She has two books. One is called Invisible Girl, and one is called I Am a Survivor. Both inspirational books written by a child for a child. 
You can find them at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, as well as her website, www.RetortoFamilyBooks.com. Again, that's R-I-T-O-R-T-L. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're back on the show. Today, I got a very special guest, Joshua Mandia from Florida. How are you doing today, Joshua? Uh, doing great, Mark. How are you doing up there? Good, good. How's Florida? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we seem to have avoided every major hurricane in certain spots, but I think uh, <laughs> there's more coming. It's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty rainy down here, windy, but uh, beautiful as always. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. So everybody's be listening to this. Uh, I I posted an ad on like some group asking for MMA fighters to want a podcast interview, and Joshua responded because he wanted to talk about the COVID situation, right, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. So so while we're here, if I go ahead, get right into it. <laughs> well, um, I'll I'll tell my standpoint from it. Um, I've been uh, training mixed martial arts. You know, we most of us have since we were kids, but never competed professionally. Um, I had a lot of prof- uh, friends fight professionally, even in the UFC. Um, and uh, right now, um, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older than most, but I'm I went for my professional debut. Uh, it was supposed to be August 1st, Panama City, beat down at the beach. I spent a lot of money on just the physical. The physical alone. Could not find a doctor in the world to give it. Uh, had to pay thousands out my pocket. And then uh, the day before weigh-ins, the, uh, the event was canceled. Well, not the event, but my fight, along with many others. The heavyweight championship match for that fight league, the welterweight champion. Uh, my fighter had to pull out either for, well, of course, it, the reason is whatever, but um, either it was not getting the physical done or something else. So it's just, uh, and ever since then, it's been really tough to find a matchup to get on. Uh, because of this whole COVID thing. So I'm kind of in the spot where I'm ready to travel abroad if need be. Wow. Now, why is it so expensive for medical? Like, I mean, what do they do with the medical? Just take your blood and take your blood pressure? Like, what, what do they do? What's that in common? Uh, yeah, all of that, it's, uh, it's basically just short of what uh, a special forces workup, uh, you know, um, where uh, they, you get an MRI, you get the blood work, you get the EKG, and uh, it's just very difficult to get these procedures done. Like an MRI, uh, I think the insurance companies charge like $5,000 for it, uh, but you could find them and get them cash for less than 1000 uh, Then the EKG, uh, I kind of don't really want to say what I had to do to get that, but, well, since it's a problem, I had to fake a heart attack to get it. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just just because I could not, I'm a veteran and couldn't get the VA to do any of the procedures because the VA facilities are uh, are pretty stacked up with uh, patients, you know. So uh, the the I had to go all the way to Panama City to get the EKG just because I was up in the town. I was like, I really need to get this done. I've had to go to Tampa for their MRI. I've had to get the blood work locally. Uh, it's just been a nightmare just to get the physical done. So I noticed this with a lot of fighters, 
not being able to do their matchup, fight events getting or uh, fights getting canceled and stuff like that. And it's really starting to bother me, you know, uh, on uh, many levels. Wow. Yeah, I, I never knew that they got they, what the, the workup was so, so extensive. I thought it was just like, you know, they check to make sure you're not on steroids, check your blood pressure, maybe yeah. give you a little stress test. I didn't know they did, did MRIs. And, yeah, did well, I'm a, Wow. I guess because I'm used to like the amateur circuit, you know, my friends right. did do it and, and, and it wasn't that involved at all. Wow. Yeah. With professional and uh, because of my age, uh, I think being over 35 years old, because of my age, it's been really tough to, to do because they have to do a full workup. Like I said, kind of like a special forces uh, physical without the finger up the, you know what, you know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, you got to really pay the price if you want to fight professionally. And each state has different rules. Like the Florida State Boxing Commission didn't require everything that I had to do. I think it was mainly the promoter uh, that and the, uh, whoever was sponsoring the event. But I did it, and then the day before weigh-ins, I get a uh, I get a call. Uh, said my fight was canceled, um, okay. and I uh, I had my lawyer contact the promoter because I haven't even been able to talk to them. They won't respond to me. Uh, to and they guaranteed me another fight, which is coming up. Uh, I think they said after December. You know, so I just, uh, I don't want, you know, the training alone is brutal enough, you know, and then to, you know, you get, I mean, a day away from weigh-ins told, hey, you're not going to fight. That really hurts the fighter's spirits, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. you're putting in all that time and effort and then, you know, that gets taken out from underneath you. Wow. I so know. Now, if there wasn't for the COVID situation now, then you would be able to get a test done no problem right it's just because all the hospitals now are focusing on covid patients yeah and you know if uh, a lot of and i believe you have to update your physical every year uh maybe not the full workup but um you know just a checkup so um i don't see it getting any better and i understand why uh ufc bought an island out in the out in the middle east it's like yeah, if, yeah. if that's what we got to do that's what we got to do but you know, I, I want to fight in my hometown. I want my friends to see me. Uh, I had a lot of family coming to the event, a lot of people, and it was a pay-per-view event. So just the the losses on that, you know, I, I can't even calculate, you wow. know, oh, and didn't even get to throw a punch or a kick or choke or whatever. What was the organization again? I know it was Impact Promotions out of Panama City. Uh, the event was Beat Down at the Beach 13 in Panama City on August 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... Now, I'm um, sure, I mean, because, like, even Bellator took a long time. Yeah, Bellator, uh, my, I believe my, the guy I was matched up with, uh, his name is Carlos, he's, uh, he fights out of Columbus, Georgia, and I think he's under Bellator. So, he, if he couldn't even get his, his uh, stuff taken care of, I don't know the reason why uh, I, the matchup didn't happen. I know I did my part. You know, uh, so, I mean, uh, and I haven't, I don't know Carlos personally, but uh, I do know he trains out of Georgia and he's under Bellator. But did they tell you it was because of, he couldn't get a health checkup or was it because of injuries or? No, I don't, I don't think they, they could really, you know, disclose that information to another fighter. But uh, I got, it was uh, one of many things, either he couldn't get the physical done, uh, maybe he got injured 
maybe he got sick. Maybe he got the corona. Um, I actually heard uh, all three of those excuses for why the all the fights were canceled. But I heard the event still went on. Uh, I didn't even watch it. I was actually going to go and watch it, but I didn't even because I was so angry. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, so they still had the event. So, I mean, I don't know what to expect from, like, these smaller promotions. It's not like they got the money that the UFC has to get their own island. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's plenty of islands out there, Mark. <laughs> there are plenty of them. But they're all going underwater. That's the problem. Because <laughs> of all the flooding, right? All the oh, hurricanes. yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. So how, how did you get into mixed martial arts in general? Like, you said you were from New Jersey. Um, yeah, I'm originally from New Jersey, Red Bank. We came to Florida in 89. And I had an older brother, four years older than me. Who was uh, built like a brick, uh, you know, a brick what house? Um, trying not to use profanity, and yeah. uh, he, he he liked to throw the boxing gloves on me and throw a beating to me every once in a while, and then he'd get his friends to do it. So by the f time I was 15, I had started wrestling for Springstead High School down here in Florida, um, and um, I learned a lot. So by the time, you know, I had the boxing background, the uh, the wrestling right there. So by the time I was 18. I was able I was able to thrash my brother and a lot of his friends on the street. So <laughs> at the age of 20, I went in the Marine Corps and I was infantry. Uh, I was actually an instructor, a combat instructor for uh, four years up in Monaco. But you do a lot of martial arts training. It's mainly, uh, I would say, like Krav Maga. Uh, okay. It's mainly like street defense where you're trying to disarm people from their weapons and, uh, you know, kill with one shot. Okay. Uh, I did... Uh, I was uh, part of Team Irvin and Dalla up in Northern Virginia. Uh, the instructor, Chad LeBron, was under Henzo in New York. Um, so I learned a lot from them. And uh, after I got out, I mean, the training for mixed martial arts never stops. You, you started as a, breathe, as a baby. You come out the yeah. room or come out the womb, and you learn how to breathe. First thing first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> after that, yeah, I did uh, Army Combatives. Uh, army combatives and uh, whole, you know, enough jujitsu tournaments and, and whatnot. It's a lifelong process, kind of like Bruce Lee said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And then you had, I'm assuming you had a few amateur fights, right? Cause, no, cause it went straight professional. They oh, they really? recommended that I, they recommended that I go amateur. I was like, amateur for what? Why? <laughs> so I can I can just get hit by somebody with you know. I was like, you know what? A, a, a fighter, no one tells a fighter when he's ready to go pro. A fighter makes that decision himself. Because someone told Tyson at 12 years old, Tyson, that he could go pro. They believe that. And he went pro at 18. You know what I mean? But he did have plenty of amateur fights. Now, I didn't have plenty of amateur mixed martial arts fights. So the octagon, I'll tell you what. You know, I, um, I faced... <laughs> I faced people way out of my class and came out on top and I've been hit with, you know, everything that, I mean, think of a 12 year old kid getting beat up by a bunch of 16 year olds, you know, and then he comes back and just, you know, starts thrashing them. So I'm just a fighter. I don't really care about getting in the octagon. I just prefer it. You know what I mean? I don't even care about the money. It's just a plus, you know, I just, I just want to throw down, get that anger out, help myself get balanced. Uh, okay. And where do you train now? That's, huh? Uh, right now I'm training at, um, 
Gracie Baja here in Trinity. Uh, and I also train extreme MMA in Hudson. Uh, okay. The extreme MMA is my octagon training. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, how, how has that been affected by the COVID? Like, has the amount of students dropped at all, or? Severely, severely. But, I mean, the, like, I think it was just, it's whatever, you know, it's like probably a good 75% drop in students. Um, I have a good training partner up in extreme MMA. He's a welterweight and uh, all the people at Gracie. I mean, Gracie's got a lot of people coming to that school. So that's really good for my jujitsu training. So um, there, there's enough people to train with, but it's getting smaller. Uh, there's less gyms open now. I mean, gyms that I used to run by for my cardio, I seen closed. It's like, that's just sad. It, it actually breaks yeah. my heart. It's like these people are, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of seeing it, and I want it to change. And you know what? Being an American, I was a Marine, a soldier. Uh, I'm a patriot, and it is my responsibility, even though I'm not getting paid by the government, to stand up for what's right. And uh, this is uh, a lot of people's livelihood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know a lot. Of, I have a lot of uh, personal friends where they had. They had they lost a lot by closing the schools. I don't even know if they ever came back, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, I, I haven't even been training. That is wrong on <laughs> is it this thing. Hey, you're you're doing, you're doing mind training. <laughs> yeah, I, I do train the mind. Seriously, when you're not training physically. Yeah, yeah I do train. I've had to go through some intense. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's a lifelong process. You're always training. Just because you're sitting on a couch watch fight doesn't mean that you're not learning about fighting. Yeah. You know? This is true. This is true. Wow, man. Yeah. So, all right. So now the classes have dropped down. And so do you find yourself sticking with same partners just to be safe because of the COVID? Like, do you like, all right, I'm only going to train with these 10 guys and that's it? Or, or you don't No, care. absolutely not. Uh, I don't care. Everybody's got someone, something to teach me, and I've got something to teach everybody. So, uh, I mean, you know, the, the corona, COVID, the corona. it's the flu. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, I, I will go to people's houses and train personal uh, training sessions, you know, okay. uh, if I can't get in the gym. If I can't, I mean, but I go to the gym and I train with as many people as I can. Doesn't matter your age, height, gender, I'll train with you. Uh, you learn a lot. You'll learn just as much from a woman uh, putting you in an arm bar than a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, you know, anybody, anybody that wants to train, anybody that wants to throw down, let's go. You know? <laughs> That's just how I do it. You learn more by diversifying, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's interesting, though. Because I, I would think, like, I know, like, with the UFC, they probably, like, I think they stick them on the island a few weeks before, right? Yes. Yeah. There's no way they can, you know, I guess each fighter brings their own special team. This way they don't get contaminated. Right. You know, that's why I was asking that question. Yeah. If you or, or any of the fighters, you know, they've been, like, isolating themselves or I should say isolating who they train with, right? You know, like I only train with this guy, yeah, do. you know, he doesn't have it, you know, and then this other guy doesn't have it. 
you know when uh where where i train at if a fighter is sick uh they feel sick they will train outside train away from everybody until they feel better um the worst okay. thing to do is when you get uh, sick is to stop training you know yeah. what i mean because when the if, if you're sick i mean i used to do bio when in the army i was a biological agent expert i did uh nbc uh and biological agent detection prediction fallout all that good stuff was my specialty one thing was was prevention when you get sick it, you, you know a lot of people just think stop moving and take medicine well yeah you could do that and you'll probably recover but if you keep moving sweat it out uh keep yourself healthy and happy your body will fight it itself and a lot of fighters know this almost every single fighter in the world knows this and yeah. uh yeah i, I mean <laughs> that's just uh that's that's my method that i use i don't want any medications or or drugs for for sickness you know what i mean i don't want none of that i need fresh air water yeah. food and that's pretty much it <laughs> wow now so hopefully you yeah. get this fight coming up in december but have you looked at anywhere else to see if you get a fight sooner than december or are you just gonna stick with this one or uh, yeah uh, I'm I'm not gonna wait for a fight. Uh, grab I'll, I'll do jujitsu, uh, kickboxing. Uh, but right uh, there's a jujitsu tor tournament coming up in September. Uh, grappling Industries that I need to register for, because um, they fill up quick. Uh, it's uh what is it called the IBJJ or IBJJF or something? Uh, IBJJF. Yeah. 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 It's like a separate organization. Yeah. Grappling Industries. Yeah. So. A couple of guys are. A couple of the guys are uh, from the Gracie School are going down there tomorrow down to Tampa. Um, I just I just got back because I was actually uh, you know unavailable for a while. I just got back to training after uh, two week um, a two weeks off oh, okay. for personal stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's a whole other story though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it'll make you laugh. Busy, but what about like getting like a pro MMA fight? Do you have any? Um, chances of that or well the impact promotions had told my lawyer yeah we'll get him on the next card and uh he just posted on facebook uh impact promotions just posted on facebook that they're trying to get this event up uh after i think it's after december i think he said beginning of 2021 i messaged him i was like hey remember me put me on that card i didn't say you owe me or nothing i didn't want to like you know but hey, you know, I, I lost a few thousand dollars, you know, um, and I don't care. Like I said, I don't care about the money. I'm not fighting for the money, but that takes food out of my mouth and, yeah. and money. I can I, money I can give to my family or even donate to charity. You know, yeah. so that's uh, that's that's a problem for me. But uh, he did. They did say one of the promoters did say that. Yeah. You know, hey, we'll uh, we'll get you another spot. So that's great. That should be coming up in a few months. But yeah, until then, I'll take kickboxing. I might even do bare knuckle fighting. A friend of mine does that uh, locally. Um, uh, his name's Reggie Pena. He does MMA, but he's he's big into bare knuckle boxing now. And I'm like, oh well, you know what? Why not? If I can't what was do his name? I, uh, Reggie Pena, Reggie the Regulator Pena. Oh, okay, all right. He, he's, I, uh, he's, I had one guy on here. I'm trying to think of his name right now. He was actually on my sh on my show twice. Mm -hmm. I think it's Leo Pena. It's a similar last name. Um, yeah. Um, well, um, 
he's done everything. Like the guy's probably been in fifty fights. Like he's done oh, yeah. kickboxing, yeah. full contact karate. Uh, now he just a bare bare knuckle fighting. Actually, I gotta get in touch with him. Okay. He was supposed to be uh, doing something with Netflix. He was supposed to be doing filming his show. I gotta touch, get in touch with that guy. Yeah, he's a real, awesome. real interesting guy, and he's not Leo young. Pena? Huh? Leo, Leo Pena? Do they call him? Uh, does he? Does he go by Leo Leo Code? That's another one of the MMA things I've seen online. It's a, it just made the association. But he's doing bare knuckle boxing. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, I can tell you right now. Let me see if I find his name. Trying to get him from my website here. Give me a second here. Uh, if you look up Reggie Pena too, uh, Reginald Reggie Pena. I think he's like eighteen and six or something like that as a mixed martial artist. I don't know what his uh, his boxing record is for bare knuckle. But uh, both of us, like Reggie, uh, trained at Springstead High School after me after I left, because I actually got kicked out for fighting, <laughs> and I went to a different high school. Uh, we went to the same high school and uh, wrestled with Corey Hill. He was season, I want to say season five Ultimate Fighter, uh, 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 Pulver versus Penn. Okay. He was, uh, yeah, I just, the, I just looked at the guy's name. His name is Leo Pla. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what state he's from, but he, he was a real interesting guy to talk to. Like, I mean, he's he, you name it. He's done it, like bare knuckle, <laughs> MMA, kickboxing, karate, like, and he's not young either. I think he's like got to be forty now at least. Um, he's got like I think combined. Yeah, hey. got, I think if you add up all his fights, he's got like fifty fights, and he still gets up. He gets oh up yeah. At, I think five o'clock. I mean, I don't know what he's doing now with COVID. I should go. I gotta get up. You get up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> to work out, to get, like, two hours of working out before we even go to work. And he worked full-time, too. He worked a full-time job. Um, and he would do his MMA, whatever the training was, kickboxing or jiu-jitsu early in the morning before he went to work. Then he'd go to – after work, he would go to the gym to do his regular workout. And a lot of dedication there. Yeah. Yeah, you need it in your life, you know, especially when we get older, right? Yeah. Because we need more to keep us physically occupied as we get older. Otherwise, we sit on the couch and die heart attacks. Yeah. You know? This is true. This is true, man. <laughs> yeah, so me, I'm, I'm, I'm in my late 30s, and uh, I'm not ready to do yet. You know, I'm not ready. But I know if I just sit around and do nothing, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, yeah. it's proven. You know, health declines and you start thinking about money or uh, popular or whatever you're thinking about while you're sitting on that couch, you know, just to help. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to keep the body moving. <laughs> yeah. You're still young, though. You're yeah, young. exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, this, this was interesting having you on the show, man. I, I appreciate it. And then, do you have any sponsors now, or? Huh? I don't have any sponsors. I don't have any sponsors. I don't really uh, need it, you know. Oh, sorry, we broke up. No, no, you're saying you don't have any sponsors now? You're definitely looking for sponsors? Uh, no, I'm not even looking for sponsors. I just fight. I don't really care if someone wants to sponsor me, fine. But 
I mean, if someone thinks that they throw money in my face and I'm going to do what they tell me to do, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'll fight who they tell me to fight, but it's if I like fighting, you know what I mean? If I feel fighting, I don't care about those. That's the problem is, is that with me is I can't be bought. I do have a price, but I can't be bought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, this was great having you so, on. Yeah, I mean, if there are out there, I'll take them, but. Yeah, yeah. So anybody's listening out there, if they want to give like a uh, sponsor, Josh, look them up. You have like, uh, like where would people get a hold of you? Do you got a website or is it just Facebook? Like, how would people get in touch with you through your Facebook account? Oh wow, We're, it's breaking up a little bit. Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Of I have a Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Facebook account? All right, I hear I have Facebook. And it is just look for Josh. It's her K N O X. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have eight kids believe. It is breaking up, guys, because it's live. All right, Josh, you there? Yeah, he's breaking up. Maybe he has to reconnect. Hello, Josh? Hello? All right, guys, I think, I think that's it. I think we lost him. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. We'll we'll take a, a, a break. We'll come back. Are you there, Josh? Yeah, I'm. I'm back. Doing. Sorry about that. Turn All right, on guys, back on. <laughs> this is a live interview. That's, that's complications when you do live over the internet. Well, anyway, man. So it's good to see that you know. Hopefully you get this fight coming up and everything works out for you. It was great having you on the show, talking about this COVID situation. I thought it was kind of unique. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate it. You there? Can you hear me? Hey, no problem. Uh, my, you go under Joshua Mania or Mania? I can't hear you. What? I was talking on my Twitter. It's Joshua Mandy or Dan Mandy. Oh, okay. Twitter. I follow a lot of them. I have fighters out there, like uh, my friend Nate Diaz. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. It was great having you on the show. All right, Thank everybody. So be much. back after this short break. Have an awesome one. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thanks, Mark. Have a good one. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your 
business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com Guys, we're back on the show today. I got a special guest. We got Slow Mo Boyd. How you doing today, guy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Good, man. Good, man. Keeping busy. Keeping busy. Don't mind the hair, dude. I had to cut my hair myself because of COVID. You know, I'm afraid to go out. Cut my own hair too. And get my hair cut at a barber shop. They just opened them up near me too, but uh. Mm-hmm. Rather safe than sorry. If you've seen me before, man, my hair was so long. It's like a fro. Yeah. What, what state are you in? Huh? What state are you in? I'm in New Jersey. Where are you from? Georgia. Georgia. All right, man. Yeah. Everything's open down here. Yeah? Never really closed. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, right? It's crazy. Well, give us a little background on yourself. So you're an MMA fighter. Are you pro or amateur? I'm amateur. I plan on going pro after my third fight. It's probably going to be like after August. Uh, background, I was born in Israel. Uh, I've lived all around the place. I lived in St. Louis for a little bit. I lived in Chicago. I went to West Point in New York, and I live in Georgia now. I've been a a lot of places. Wow. Your family in the military or something? Like we just, we just have to move. In from Israel to Georgia. <laughs> uh my my parents uh met in Israel. My dad still lives there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So were you in West Point like for college or Yes. Oh, okay. It's a good school, West Point Military. That's not far from here. It's like 30, 40 minutes from here, I think. So went all at once. Wow. Yeah. So how'd you get into the martial arts? Uh, I wrestled in high school, so I always liked it. And I played football. And I said if I stopped playing football, I would fight. So I came to Georgia State. I had to walk on, and they didn't take any uh, skilled players this season. So I said I might as well just fight. Uh, now, yeah. West Point, did you play football at West Point? Or yes, I did. I played at prep school. Okay. Yeah, because I know they got a good football team over there. All right. So where, where are you training down now in Georgia? Like, uh, uh, I train at Straight Blast Gym. Also, I go to Georgia State. So we have we have a good amount of uh, MMA Blast. things here. This name sounds familiar. Straight Blast. What? It's Straight Blast. Straight Blast. That's where um, Conor McGregor came out of. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh, was that like a, a U.S. affiliate or something? Yes, yes. Okay. They have straight badge gym all around the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought he was just in Ireland. Well, it's mostly in England and Ireland, but they have they have a good amount in the United States and other places. Wow. Too. Mm-hmm. Have you met Conor McGregor or no? No. No? I haven't been there that long. I just, I just uh, joined this summer because I couldn't be downtown. So... After August, I'm I'm going to be somewhere else. So I'm just at oh, straight left. Okay. All right. So you just so you mostly wrestled, and then you just recently got into uh, into MMA. Yes. 
I could always strike. I have hands. Like, my, my first fight was a KO. My first hit dropped him. First punch yeah. I ever landed dropped him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But you had no formal striking training. Or did, or did you just for that fight? Hey, like, my brother did MMA in Israel. And I've always, I mean, we've always fought. I've always uh, striked. I was going to box for West Point. But I chose not to because they didn't do enough lifting for me. I didn't want to do that. So I, I've done striking training, but I wouldn't say like officially, but I, I knew I could strike. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're just like one of those naturally gifted knockout yeah. artists? Yeah, I play a lot of different sports, so I just understand how the body works. And okay. I've been working on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where, where do you say you go to school now? Georgia Tech? Georgia State. Oh, Georgia State. Okay. Well, so what are you studying over there? Uh, business, um, pre-managerial science. They have oh, good okay. business schools. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So is that like so you can have something prepared to fall back on, or or is your main focus is to fight a full time? My main focus is to fight. Like I told, um, I've just fought for VFC in Tennessee. I told Tim Lloyd, like after my third fight, I'm going pro. I know people do like like ten amateur fights, and I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm yeah, I never pro, really so. understood that because I know one guy. Um, well, he doesn't live in Jersey anymore. He had he never went pro. He had like over twenty amateur fights, mm-hmm. a lot of you know, like you know, amateur belts and stuff like that. But he never went pro, and I never understood it. You know, because you guys, when you fight amateur, you don't make any money. I mean, you don't make that much money as a pro unless you get to the big leagues, but. I never understood that why people want to yeah. stay amateur that long. I can see like maybe like five or six, and then I would think after your fifth fight, you should kind of know if you know this is going to be your chosen profession. You know, because everybody's got like a different outlook. Like some people just do it because they like to compete, and mm-hmm. they still have that competitive edge, I guess, from wrestling. But they really yes. don't really see themselves as doing this full time. They just want to. I guess they did it just to see how good they'd be at it. And then other guys are like, oh, I love it. I want to, like, do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Make a living at it. So is that where you see yourself? Yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight if I didn't want to do it for a living. <laughs> I don't <laughs> do this for fun. No. Nah. I want to – I'm serious about it. And yeah, I can understand that. A lot of people don't want to go pro. They yeah. might be scared. They might have fear. They might not want to do it like that, but no. I'm not going to do more than three amateur fights. Yeah. And I'll be done with that by August 8th. I already have my next two fights. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, basically, they're in the works, but I, I basically have them. And they're all in Georgia, right? Because they don't have um, high regular. I've tried. The Georgia, we have NFC in Georgia. They haven't. I tried getting fights with them. They haven't given me one yet. So I've, I went to Tennessee my last fight for VFC. They're real, like, good at getting back with me, and they've given me a fight. And I'll probably be fighting there again August 8th. And then Island Fights, I've been talking to Island Fights, and they might have something for me. And how far is Tennessee from Georgia? Knoxville is close. Knoxville, it only took us, like, three hours. Okay, all right, yeah. I knew it wasn't, like, that close. (laughs) 
It wasn't like a half hour ride, but I didn't think, you know, I thought it was just more than three hours. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, man. So now, like, so when you guys go from the amateur circuit to the pro circuit, now, do they have, like, because um, here in Jersey, they got the CFC, CFFC. Um, I think that's probably, like, and then they got um, mm-hmm. uh, that, I think it's Dead Serious Promotion or something like that. I've heard got Neglia's got some fight thing in Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, I just bring a combat, bring a combat. That's it. Bring a combat yeah. in Long Island, and then they have uh, I think it's Dead Serious in Jersey, along with uh, CFFC. CFFC I think goes all over the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Is that is that? Have you heard of them? CFFC? I forget what the initials stand for. I think I have. I've definitely heard a ring of uh, ring of combat, combat and Dead Serious. Yeah, I've that's heard where, like Matt, Sarah. And- Drago, his student came from, I think, uh, a lot of those guys from the Henzo Gracie school usually go through there before they go into the UFC, I think. But I'm sure there might be um, lower level competitions. So is that yes. where you're looking to start first, like for your first pro fight? Or? Uh, I'll take what I can get. I mean, I still need to network, which is another reason why I did this. I'm, I'm new to this. I haven't been even thinking about being an MMA fighter until, like, when was football trials? It was, like, I don't know, December. Maybe until, like, March. Okay. And I had a fight, and I had a fight in, like, uh, May. No, I had a fight in, like, April, but I just fought now in July. That's it's like I've, I've been doing combat things, but I didn't think about doing it seriously until now. So I still need more connections. So if I have pro opportunities, I'll just take the best one. Yeah. So what are you, are you like, you focus all over? You do the jiu-jitsu, you do the wrestling, you do the boxing, or are there like certain, certain things that you're trying to focus more on now? I think obviously wrestling is most important. But I, I focus on everything, uh, jujitsu, of course, because I did wrestle. I'm, I'm used to wrestling and striking, and I needed to incorporate some jujitsu in there to make sure I have a lot of submissions and obviously submission defense. But that comes with the wrestling, so it doesn't. It's not hard to learn it. But you know, the more I know, the better. Yeah. I did a jujitsu competition the week before my first fight for NFC. It went, I didn't win. I lost by, like, advantage, uh, by a submission attempt. But it was a good learning experience. Oh, okay. It was it like, NAGA, or was it an IBJF tournament or submission? It was, it was NFC, National Fighting Championship. They have um, jiu-jitsu competition. Oh, okay. That's the biggest promotion in Georgia, NFC. Okay. Yeah, different states got different things, you know. It's always, always mm-hmm. different, you know. Yeah, so what is it that you like about fighting? Like, is it is it the adrenaline rush? Like, it's sports. I just like playing sports. I've done all time, kind of sports in my life. I, my first sport was swimming. I ran college track. I played college football. I just like to compete. So. Uh, okay. It's not fighting specifically, but I, I also like that it's not a team sport. 
I've been doing a lot of team sports in my life, and football, that kind of get aggravated at some points. Yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that it's, before. It's very political because in fighting, the best is the best. In football, the, you could be the best and still not play. So it's, it all depends on where you're at and who you're with. You know? So yeah. I like that about fighting. It's like it's no, it's no question. Yeah, I had a guy on the show. I think his name was uh, Dion Smash Class. I forget what state he was from. But he was saying the same thing. I think he um, played college football or something, and he, did, he didn't like the political aspect. Like, he thought football, he was better than so people, like in college especially, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could be better than somebody, and it all depends on, you know, how yeah. well the coach likes you, and then that, that's when he went from right to fighting. Hope the person in front of you gets injured because that's like the only way you can move up in the death chart. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy, it's ridiculous. right? Like you could be the best player, dominate everything in practice, have the best footwork, be the strongest, and they're, they're going to play who they're going to play. It's, it's wow. that simple. So that's what yeah. I like about fighting and things like this. Yeah, like it's like that with everything, though, man. It's like that with everything. You know, it's that you know, like life in general, business too. Well, it's all you know. So you're taking the right steps, man. You know, mm-hmm. trying to promote yourself and so forth. Definitely. Yeah. And you got a website for yourself or no? No. I'll have one eventually, I guess. Yeah. All right. You gotta get you got a Facebook page, right? Yes. I have Facebook, yeah. Instagram. You could you can find me at Shlomo Boyd. I'm probably the only Shlomo Boyd in the world. So Yeah. It's yeah, not hard to find. You gotta, you gotta start marketing yourself, man. Sir. You know, get the free, get your website, get like go to Wix.com, get a free website. You don't have to spend money. Yes. Get a free website, you put your social media on there, get YouTube. Yeah, YouTube channel. I think you sent me a clip, but I don't know if that was from your channel or whatnot or oh, I sent you the the fight highlights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was my first punch. The first punch I ever landed was a knock the dude out. It wasn't a clean knockout, but I did win by KO, though. Yeah. It was in a TKO. It was a KO. Yeah. That's cool. Now, do you see yourself, like, when you get old and stuff, like, doing continuing with sports, or you think you'd be like, ah? Uh, Definitely. Uh, I think that's the career I prefer. Sports. Sports, right? I'd rather do sports and then business. But the business is going to come off the sport, so. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Now, who, who do you like? Who's, like, your favorite fighter when you do in uh, MMA right now? Uh, I like Woodley because he's from where I was from in St. Louis. And I like Nate Diaz because he's cool. <laughs> Nate he's Diaz got a lot cool. of fans, man. Yeah. Right? You would think. Like, and I'm vegan. He's vegan, too. Oh, you're vegan. Okay. I've been vegan yeah, my whole life. Crazy. I've never ate meat in my life. So. Never? Never in my life. You never had a decent steak? No. No? I never ate steak. <laughs> Holy shit. So what do, you, what do you do when you go to a family barbecue, dude? What do you eat? Um, it depends what part of the family it is. Cause <laughs> parts of my family are vegan. Parts aren't. So it just depends. So what do you do when you go to the part that are meat lovers? What do you eat there? Uh, I just don't eat anything. <laughs> fries. If they have fries, I'll eat some fries. <laughs> oh man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that, man. I just love meat, man. 
I gotta have my beef, man. My steak. It's good steak. Especially Be surprised. Back, I man. fight. Like, I tell you, I will not get tired. Try to rush me. I can wrestle. You know, people try to wrestle me. Those, oh, he'll get tired. I don't get tired. I won't let people take me down. I'll keep the fight standing. I could take people down. But like I said, I'm trying to elevate myself as quickly as possible. So all of my wins have to be by KO. So like, mm-hmm. if you, I don't know if I sent you the whole video, but I could have submitted him. I just let it stand up. Mm-hmm. I prefer to get the KO. Now you think you're a good fighter. I'm not a good person. You think your conditioning is due to your diet? You think that helps? I have not. Yeah, I don't get tired. I have a lot of energy. Uh, there you go. And I work out. I stay in shape always. I took a fight at 185. That's really – the dude was bigger than me. I weighed in at 179. He was at 186. And, like, I weighed in with my clothes on, too, because I knew I was underweight. But, like I said, I would take any fight. I just want to fight at this point. But once I get – my next fight is going to be at a better weight for myself. But I just wanted to get my career started. Um, so what, what's your normal fight class? Uh, I probably, I'm a welterweight. Okay. I'd be 170. What did you think of Woodley's last fight against uh, Burns? Uh, he's not trying. He's not trying. He's better than them. I know he's better than them. If he would just throw, uh, throw punches – I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he doesn't care. But if he would throw punches and wrestle how he could wrestle, he should be dominating him. Especially yeah. Burns. Because no offense to, like, the Brazilian. Like, he's a college wrestler. I know Burns can wrestle, but he shouldn't be getting dominated like that. Yeah. I know Woodley's a better wrestler. Yeah, he was, like, an all, like, a national champ or something like that, right? Or He was a Big 12 champ, but he was an All-American. He never won a national championship. Okay. And I know he's got knockout power. Yes. You know, I don't know. It's it's mental with him. He, it looked like he's not trying. I don't know. Yeah. Because he was like that in the uh, – when he fought Wonder Boy, too. He was like a little uh-huh. hesitant, too, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully he gets his mind back in the game. Yeah. He's a pretty good, he's a pretty good athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. He should definitely get back in there. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens, though. I just like him because where he's from. I don't, I don't like him because the way he fights. <laughs> he's not entertaining whatsoever. I like McGregor. McGregor's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about – and you said you like the Diaz brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like because they talk smack or is there – like, what do you like about the – He goes out there and he fights. That's all you can ask. I like that. <laughs> I don't – most UFC it. fighters, I'm not a fan of most UFC fighters. But Diaz yeah. brothers, McGregor, they're entertaining. But it's still – it's a young sport. I don't think people understand that that much. So, like, the talent keeps growing. You keep getting different kinds of people. So, I, I love watching it, though. Yeah. yeah. So, who, who do you think will be the first organization you'd fight for as a pro? Uh like, you have your mindset on with someone, like, local to your area, or? If it's not, um, it might be the people I had my first fight with, Valor Fighting Championship, because I have a good relationship with their promoter, I mean, or their matchmaker, I guess. But I would prefer it if I'll go as big as possible. I heard somebody talking about um, after I get three matches, he'll try to get me something with BKFC. I've heard all kinds of stuff. But I'm going to keep 
uh, connecting with people and see what can happen. Mm. Some people make their debut on Bellator. I don't, like, I don't yeah, know. yeah, I've seen that before, but I, I don't, I didn't recall if they had like a high record or not. Mm-hmm. They went in there. The same They'll thing with the like, like, They probably had like five amateur fights and then they go pro. But it yeah. just depends on the hype they bring. I guess they have managers too. Yeah, they've seen that with the PFL too. There were some, not a lot, but there were a couple of guys in there that didn't have that many fights. Could do island fights too. Island fights is a pretty big promotion. That's where Yoel Romero and I think Masvidal came out of there too. They have some good fights, so I, I could go pro with them. Okay. Wow, man. Yeah. And then, like, how much you? How much do they get pay you guys? Like when you're starting out, like. I don't know. Uh, it's probably like five hundred. I don't know. Yeah, it's not that much. Man. It depends on who who you do it with. Because I was talking to this dude a few months ago in California. I don't know if it's like the IFL, something like that. But he said the only way he could get me a fight is if I did pro. He said it'd be 500 to show up, 500 to win. I don't know if that's standard, but it's it's not that much if somebody's doing it for a living. But I'm only 20. I go to college. I'll take it. That's that's just extra money. Now, do you have your own like manager or are you just managing yourself? I manage myself. I contact all these people through Facebook. I find the promotions, find the matchmakers. Yeah. I I need more connections because it's hard. You think it'd be easy to get a fight. Some some promotions are easier than others. Some don't respond, some do. So. Really? Yeah. Like the one I want to fight in Georgia. People in Georgia, they won't give me a fight. Really? Ones in Tennessee would give me a fight. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Do you think it's because they just like to stick with the same the same guy? They like to stick with people from like uh people that train at like known gyms and like you're connected with their coaches. I train at Straight Blast Gym, but they're not my corner man. I I've only been there for like a month. If I told them I fought, they'd probably be like, Why are you fighting? So I have my own corner man. So the promotion, they like to contact, like, the people at the gyms that they already know. But I'm not really connected to them, so I guess they do that. Other promotions, like the ones I fought with, they go through myself personally, which I think is better because I'm the one fighting. Why you have to ask my coach? Was uh, now do they, they ask to see some highlight films on you before you fight? or I only have one fight. I have highlight film now, so... Yeah. I send that out a lot. <laughs> yeah, you should, man. You should. Yeah, I got a lot of love since that first win. It was a big show in Tennessee. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. Was it at, a, like, a casino in Tennessee, or was it, like, at a... Oh, it was at um, this club called the Cotton Eye Joe. It's a... It's, it's like a big club. It's a pretty big club. It could have been as much as 600 people in there. It's, it's a big club. Yeah, because I, I talk to a lot. I'm trying to think of um, state. Oh, it's escaping me. I don't know if it's – I think it's Missouri or something like that. I talked to a lot of mm-hmm. fighters there. For some reason, they got – Shamrock? Shamrock, yeah, Shamrock Championships. I think it's like on a casino, like a boat or something mm-hmm. or – Yeah, like a riverboat. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of – Yeah. Wild, right? It's like fighting – like some casino that's like a floating casino, you know, it's not mm-hmm. a nice city. But it's pretty yeah, cool, it's cool though, you know. 
Yeah, it's like a biggie, a uh, pretty big organization. A lot of guys go over there. So yeah, I would like to fight there. I was raised in, I was in St. Louis for seven years. So I know if I fought in St. Louis, I have a lot of people come out. Uh, so that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've heard a lot about Shane. I'll send you a guy you could probably talk to. Oh yeah, no. Send me all the people. I talk to everybody. <laughs> After it's, August, I got a guy on my show. He, I, I think, I think it was his. He's not a fighter. He's a, well, he trains, mm-hmm. but he's managing a fighter. I just can't forget the guy's name. And I know his name is Justin something. Yeah, I forget the name of his fighter, and I think he fought on that on with the shamrock. He might be pro now for a while now. It was about a year, over a year ago that I, I talked to him. But yeah, man. So this is good. This is good. Yeah. Yes, sir. So if any if any promoters out there looking for someone to fight, this is your guy. You got to talk to him. Yeah, right? I'm very marketable. People like me. <laughs> <laughs> I get knockouts and I'm different. I'm from Israel. Who you know from Israel? There you go. There you go. Exactly. And what's and what's your Facebook page again? Shlomo Boyd, my name. S H L O M O. Last name Boyd. B O Y D. There you go. So you can contact him there, and I'll do a little plug-in for myself. If you guys are interested in a good action thriller novel, check out my book, The Kabbalah Saga Begins. You can get it at my website, www.marcusjarkinshow.com, or tutorialfamilybooks.com. If you go there. I can get the uh, autograph copy for just eight bucks. All right, Grant, man. It was great having you on the show. Hopefully, we'll have you again after your next fight. Get Send me some more highlight footage. I'll yeah. fight uh, at the end of July or beginning of August. So yeah, I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, man. Send me some uh, some highlight videos, and we'll have you back on the show, and we'll talk about that as well. Yes, sir. All right. All right, everybody. That's it. That's a wrap. Uh, We'll be back after this short break. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You'll get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. All right, guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And, of course, on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-L. Keep up to date and follow us. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. guys we're back on the mark the shark mma show today i got a very special guest ufc fighter 
Sam Alvey. How you doing today, sir? Hey, I am doing wonderful. How are you today? Good, good. <laughs> yeah, so you, you're a very busy man, right? You still, what are you training? You just got done training? Oh, good. Did you just, uh, you got done training now or? Oh, man. Always keep me busy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. how did you um get, well, to get a little background? How did you get into uh, mixed martial arts? I, I think you did some wrestling in high school, right? I yeah, kind of. But that I I mean, yeah, I don't wrestle at all in my fights or even practice. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just kind of stumbled into it. I, I never watched it, never knew about it, never did any striking or anything. Someone just offered me a chance to fight in the cage, and I said, "Yeah, let's do it. That would that would be great." And then I've just ended up in the UFC. <laughs> That's 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 crazy, right? Because I I was actually gonna say that I, like in a lot of your fights, like I saw it, like I seen on the internet, like you know you had you had a little wrestling experience, you know I guess in high school or whatever. But like when you watch your fights, you never seem to use any of your wrestling. You seem to be more yeah. of a uh, like you like yeah. I'm a team wrestler. I just like doing it, so I did it for a couple of years in high school, a couple of years in college. Um, but yeah, no, never, was never really wrestled, never really, was never all that competitive, just a good practice on me for the, for the good guys. Yeah. You seem to like, to like to strike a little bit more, right? The fans like it. The fans like, uh, like the punchers more. So I've, uh, you know, always got to please them. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, just for anybody who doesn't know, you were also on the Ultimate Fighter too. I sure was. I think season 16 or 17, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And how, how did you like that experience? Um, it was good. You know, I did. I, I tell everyone it was really boring. It was a boring six weeks. Not much happens. You're just kind of stuck in a house with, with 15 other guys. And you just talk about fighting for six weeks. You had to work out once, maybe twice a day, not on the weekends. Um, so it was really, it was a far easier training schedule than I was used to. And, um, it was it was a good time though. I met some great coaches. I met some great great athletes on the show, and I, I've been very been very happy to be, be working alongside of them since then. And that's interesting that you say that you found that the training during that six week period uh, easier than your normal training. Because I would think, I'm wondering if the training was easier because you guys were expected to fight more in a shorter period of time. Do you think that was the reason, or? Is it just that your personal training that you did prior to the show was so intense that you just found yeah. training was easier? Oh, that's what I think it is. I think uh, the, the way I train outside of the UFC or outside of the UFC, uh, the, the ultimate fighter is just far more. So I do far more than I did in the show. I, and I always have, and I, I plan on always doing it. And when I'm a coach, I'm going to have my guys do more. Uh, I, I'm never going to go into a fight having trained less than somebody else. Oh, man, that would make sense, right? And then you fought over in Bellator before the UFC, right? Yep, yep, even before the Ultimate Fighter. I was, I had, uh, back when Bellator was doing the $100,000 tournaments, fought with Bellator, won one, lost one, and then they, they cut me. Okay, and then you went right from there to the UFC? Is that the next uh, year? Oh, I from Bellator to – I fought a couple times outside of Bellator, and then I went on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, didn't win the Ultimate Fighter, so I fought in the MFC after the Ultimate Fighter, and after a year and a half or so on the Ultimate or on uh, the MFC, then I went to the UFC. So I had a long, long career getting there, but uh, I got there, and I hope to stay there forever. Yeah, you got a lot of fights, forty fights. 
That's yeah, twenty fights. That's a lot. Yeah. Now, what are your expectations for for this year? Considering like like how how is it now with the coronavirus? Do you um, train any differently, or is it that you limit access to just certain training partners? No, I have done at all i mean when the world was quarantined i was still working out twice a day uh, i honestly i'm under i'm under 55 and athletic I, i'm not i i've got nothing to fear from it my training partners have nothing to fear from it um so we've just we've kept a very strong training schedule throughout everything oh that's it. pretty interesting okay and now do you expect to have any more uh you have any fight schedule for this year coming up October 24th will be my next one. I'll be over on uh, the UFC's Fight Island. Uh, I would love to fight at least twice more this year, but we'll see. We'll see what works out. Um, yeah, but I, I've, October 24th, I'm fighting a guy by the name of Da Un Young. <laughs> that's that's interesting. And that's yeah. uh, and the island is in Abu Dhabi, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, so is this going to be your first time over at Abu Dhabi, or have you been there before? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is my first time over there. I've been to the, I, I, I've been, I've been around the world once or twice, but this is my first time there. Okay. Now, when you travel around the world for your matches, do you um, get to enjoy it, or is it you're just like so involved with the training and promoting no, the fight that you I, don't get to enjoy it? I, I, I'm usually allowed to get out there uh, one week prior to uh, to the fight, so I get out there a Saturday before the Saturday I fight. And I see the world, so I go out. I, I'm one of the few fighters that does that. I, I go out and I experience where I'm at. I've uh, been to Poland. I now know. I I know De Danks. De can't say it. Danks Poland. I know. I I know a little bit about everywhere I've been. Um, I, I've eaten the food everywhere. I've had pizza in every country I've ever fought in. And uh, th this one in Dubai will actually be a little different because. It, because of the COVID, I don't think I'm allowed to see much. I think I'm supposed to stay on the UFC's property. So I'll be in Dubai. I just don't think I'll get to experience Dubai that much. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen much much like the Fight Island facility, but I'm sure it, I'm sure, you know, Dana makes it top class, right? Like caters to you guys, you got your gym. Yeah, everyone says that. Like chefs yeah. there with the three guys, right? Yeah, the guys I know that have been there, they've uh, they, they've said, yeah, the UFC's gone all out. He said, you, we will be comfortable, happy, well-fed. Uh, it'll be good. Okay. Now, are you still training with Dan Henderson? Yeah, yeah. I'm still still getting beat up by Mr. Hendo himself. <laughs> now, how, how does that feel? Uh, oh, it's, it's just it's so much fun having someone at his level in the gym with me. Uh, just somebody who's been there, done that, beaten that, and can show me can show me a thing or two from anywhere. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, you get to work out with a legend every day. That's like quite an honor. I mean, but like when you started your MMA career, was that your, that wasn't your first gym, was it that you went to, or was it? No, the first four or five years of my career, I just I was self-taught. I kind of started a gym, just made it up as I went. Um, I didn't know who Dan Henderson was until I met him, and that was I was probably. 12 and 2 or 12 and 1 when I met him um and then then I learned who he was but that was about the time I learned what the UFC was oh wow so you had no idea that the gym you were going to featured a guy who was like a multiple world champion in MMA no idea my wife did a bunch of research when deciding where I was going to go 
and um, she she found Team Quest out in Southern California, and she found a couple other gyms too that that she thought would have been good fits. But uh, Team Quest ended up being just just the right glove. Yeah, man. Does he? He's because he's like in his like mid forties right now. He just turned fifty last week. All right. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. So me and him were born on the same because I turned fifty in December. Okay. <laughs> so if me and him were too old for it. Is he, <laughs> is he still? Does he still like manhandle people? Like, oh, like he still got that punch? Was it like Jack Frost or something like that? Right. Yeah. For three rounds, but he's really good for one round. Uh, so he'll he'll get in there and he'll beat anyone up for for most of you know for whatever round you put him in in there. That's great. That's great. Now your your wife is is your manager, right? Yeah, she's my manager. She's she's my chief corner. She's my hand wrapper. Uh, she she does anything and everything. Now, was she in the martial arts? Also, no. Or? I started about the same time. Uh, I met her before I ever fought, um, and we've just kind of been growing up with it. That's pretty interesting. Now you got like a lot of kids. Too. You got like five kids, right? Yeah, we've got five kids. Uh, for now, we'll probably probably have you know a few more, um, but for now. <laughs> But for now, I always say, let's see how my next fight goes. Uh, so, I laugh, dude, because I got I got four four daughters myself. Okay. Whenever, whenever I tell people that their jaw just like drops. <laughs> when I did my my online research, I'm like, he's got because there's very few people that have more kids than me. So it's like my hat's off to you. We've <laughs> got three boys, two girls so far. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. God bless you. And if you're looking at more, God bless you more, man. That's a lot of patience, man. <laughs> well, I'm not funny when I get older, so one of these kids are going to be real good at something and be able to be able to retire me. Yeah, man, that's great. Now, so right now you're you're at the light heavyweight division, right? Yeah. So next match gonna is, so is that your uh, weight division that you're planning to stay at? I'm I'm very willing to go back down to 185. Uh, I'm I'm a little small for 205, but I was big for 85. Um, but I I've got, I hold the power everywhere I fight, heavyweight, light heavyweight. I, I hold the power all of you know everywhere. Yeah, I've noticed that when you fight, you just you just get that. You have like like a like when I watch you fight, it's like you kind of like orthodox, unorthodox. It seems like, and then you yeah. just get that one shot in and you knock people out. Now, I, I've heard that a time or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you were growing up, uh, like, you didn't do any martial other than wrestling. You didn't do anything at I, all. I, junior and senior year of high school, but I've never did. I, I was a band nerd. I played trumpet for about 20 years. Um, that, that's as athletic as I was. I played the trumpet. I mean, I played baseball, and I was never any good, but I played it. Uh I always just I, I like playing I like tooting on my trumpet. I got it on the, the wall behind me there. There's the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that too, that you like you're like a good musician. I just started tinkering around with that with a guitar and a piano myself. Okay. Yeah, I had to do something to keep my mind, you know, there's yeah. piano, right? So I had to start something there. <laughs> yeah. So so you got your fight in October and then hopefully you get another one in. Um, so, so you don't foresee yourself like retiring for a long time, then, right? I hope not. I, I Hendo, he, he retired at 46, and I would love to, you know, retire at 46 in a day, just to say I've done it longer than him. 
Yeah, that's an that's an accomplishment, right? <laughs> out of all the guys you fought, like who who do you cite? Who do you think was your like your toughest opponent? Uh, Nate Marquardt. I think he was probably the toughest guy I fought. He was just he was he was, he was easily the strongest guy I've ever fought. Uh, but then he, he had the striking and he had the jujitsu. He just had everything that, that could go wrong for me. And I still found a way to win, but he, he was the toughest one I fought. I was going to say, like, you beat him. That was, like, 2017. And he was, like, a very – I don't think he fights anymore, though. Right? Anymore now. He might have retired. Yeah. Because yeah. he was around for a long time. Yeah, he was the king of Pancrase back in what two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he did a lot of gra- he did like I think the uh, Abu Dhabi um, championships in terms of grappling. Yeah. He's very well rounded. And then you also beat. I mean, hats off to you. You beat like some pretty. Like you can honestly say whether you win the belt or not. There's some question there as to whether. You beat some really good opponents. I mean, you beat Nate Morcourt, King of Pancras, and then you beat Rashad Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if recall whether that was before or after he held the belt or not. Um, Rashad was, I think it was after Marquardt. But uh, yeah, it was, it was another good fight. I uh, would have liked the knockout, but uh, I stopped his takedowns. So, so that was a that was a big uh, b- big yeah. bonus point for me. Yeah. Now was. Was that after he had the belt or before he had the belt? That was after he had the belt. Yeah, because yeah. he's got, um, you know, he's got pretty good boxing. I mean, and yeah, yeah, I felt that too. But for for my fight, he wrestled most of it, and uh, I don't think he ever got he never got me to touch the ground. So I, st- I stopped almost everything. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'm like, and then you freed uh, Dallas Latus. I mean, he was never a world champion, but like Rashad Evans, you beat me more court. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a pretty – and then you beat – oh, you lost Antonio Negra. Yeah. Yeah. I was winning. The guy's like a beast, man. And yeah. Like, you know, I can't go to – you know, hold your head down with that one. But yeah. Yeah. Shit. Now, have you ever thought – so you, you plan to stay and hopefully stay with the UFC. Have you ever um thought about, like, Maybe like in a few years, like moving off somewhere else, or just... if I can stay with the UFC for the rest of my career, I will. Uh, there are a lot of other good organizations out there. I love the PFL. Bellator is a ton of fun. One uh, FC that would be that would be a dream come true to fight overseas like that. Um, even Russia, uh, they they've got a couple couple of just wonderful shows. So that there are there are a couple other shows that that if for whatever reason the UFC I wasn't working for them that I would love to work for. But the UFC is just it's the king of MMA. I'm just a yeah. huge fan of, of fighting for those guys. Now, being a fighter, are you also like an avid MMA fan? Like you watch every single fight even if you're not on the car? Uh, I do not watch every single fight. Like I didn't see any of the fights from this last weekend. Yeah. But I, I, I am busy so I can watch them either. Busy with the kids. Yeah, I actually I was yeah I was t- taking him to and from a birthday party, so yeah. That, that's busy. what I was doing. Yeah, actually I had to sleep over there. Yeah, but I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's crazy, right? Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But that, they even like watching it. The kids do. They they love watching the MMA also. Now, do you have your um, kids involved in martial arts at all, like jujitsu? Yeah, yeah. I hope they never fight, but uh, they'll, they'll be able to. Uh, so yeah, they do jujitsu and wrestling and MMA and tap dance and baseball and they they do everything. They're both playing instruments already. 
uh, well, two of the five are playing instruments already. Oh, yeah. What, what instruments are they playing? So my little boy, he's playing the piano. And okay. uh, my little girl, she's playing ukulele. Okay. Yeah, it's good, man. Music's good for you. Yeah, it works your brain. Works. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's your, work, what's your training schedule like? Do you do like two sessions a day or three sessions? Two or three, depending on if I'm in, in camp or not in camp. Uh, Wednesdays, I do do a little more than the rest of the week, but um, I, I try and stay busy. My my pro class at Team Quest is ten thirty every day, and then I work out again at night. I'll either do jujitsu or some boxing or muay thai. Uh, I'll get I usually get a run or two in there throughout the day, um, so I, I get a solid four to six hours of work a day. Oh, that's good, man. That's great. I don't know how you guys do that though. <laughs> it's, it's easy. I just did a few miles hours. today, and I'm tired. Yeah, it's easier knowing when we get paid at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, when the UFC got asked this question, because the UFC did away with, like, you know, allowing to get um, sponsors, right? Then they switched over to where they were just with, like, Reebok. Did that Yeah, the Reebok. Yeah. Did oh, that helped me a ton. Oh, yeah. Did? Uh, yeah, sponsors are hard to get. Uh, sponsors are hard to get, and for the most part, they never pay uh, the superstars got paid, the Dan Hendersons, the GSPs, the John Jones, they made some money off it, but the rest of the guys, they, they didn't make much. Uh, so if I, if I had to guess, I'd say the Reebok deal helped more people and hurt them. Uh, and especially right now, I, I think I'm in the high, I think I'm getting 20 grand a, a fight now from Reebok. Um, and that's, it's just, it's helping us out. Yeah. Because I remember when it first came out, there were, there was people were saying it helps and then it doesn't help. But like to your point, it's good to see that it actually helped. Because like you say, a lot of the sponsors, you know, it's like uh, Jake's Auto Body Shop. Like how much money they're gonna give you? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and the, the big ones, the Hayabusa and all that. The the UFC prior to Reebok, they made it so if you wanted to sponsor a fighter you had to pay the ufc is like 20 or forty thousand dollars a year and then you could sponsor however many cards you wanted so when that happened the the people that could afford sponsorship dropped way down they, they just stopped doing it so you get the hayabusas and the condom depots and stuff that were willing to pay a lot of money to the top guys and almost nothing to the lower guys so um, the top guys lost some money on reebok but all the the lower the lower guys they they made up pretty well yeah, which I think, you know, everything's got to balance out. You guys, if it wasn't for guys like you, no one would be watching, right? Yes, yes, yes. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you guys should get, you know, a little boost, actually. Tell Danny to give you a raise. Tell him I said start getting a raise. <laughs> Man, I like, to, I like to meet that guy. Have you had, like, a lot of personal conversations with Dana or what? Or is it yeah, I've talked to him personally. Four or five times. He's a great guy. I mean, he, he honestly, he's the same in person as he is on TV. Uh, yeah. He drops the F-bomb just as much, but he's just as smiling and friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he, he really goes out of his way to talk to his fighters, to enjoy the company of the fighters. So he's, I, I'm really a big Dana White fan. Yeah. He seems like he'd be really a really cool guy because he's like, what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're another um, – you know, other businesses or, you know, other companies you may work for, you know, like for the normal shows like me, like the people at the top are like, all well, like, you know, mm -hmm. fake and everything like that. But in, I guess in, in your line of work, right, you got to 
you got to kind of be honest because guys can like take your head off. You know yeah. I mean? right. <laughs> now, have you ever, um, right, let me see how I phrase this because I'm assuming that everybody's answer would be yes. Um, what do you think it would, like if you were, how can, how can I ask this question? How would you feel if you got like a title shot right now? Like, like is there, whether it's against John Jones or someone else? Like, Shoot, I, I mean, it'd be life-changing. And I, I truly believe I could beat anyone in the division. Um, I, I think uh, the light heavyweight division right now, everyone's good, but nobody's close to John Jones good. Uh, so, I, I, But now that John Jones is vacating the title, it's an open title, and I think I could beat anyone in the division. Because, it's, it's I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, I want to fight for the title. But, I mean, there's got to be some – realistic expectations, right? Because you're going to go through all this milestone and then you could, you could possibly be like a fighter, like, uh, like, like Nate Diaz, who's like the workhorse, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he doesn't really go for the title, but he goes for like the big, big names, uh, fights or like cowboy Donald Cerrone, right? Who's more, I want to get as many as in, many in, although I think it's more because he's an adrenaline. <laughs> he's just, he's just, I mean, anybody who rides bulls, jumps out of airplanes, like on a week, they got to go for a fight. I mean, that's just like someone on the planet. But he's, a, he's great to watch, though. I, I admire that guy. Everyone loves Cerrone. Have you, have you met him? Yeah, Cerrone's great. I have met him, I don't know, half a dozen times or so. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, very friendly, very, very down-to-earth guy. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever – because you see, like, some fighters, they put on the show, I hate you, I'm going to kick your ass, and the other guy's going back. Some of that, I think, is a lot of show. But have you ever, like, got into a fight and an after fight, like, you guys aren't that banged up, like, go out and have a beer with the guy or anything like that? Or? I, well, I mean, I'm very friendly with everybody I've, I've sparred with or everyone i fought with. I don't drink, so I can't say I've ever went and had a beer with anyone. But, <laughs> but uh I, I've gone out and, and, you know, just hung out with the guys before. That, that'd be pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know how much Still Facebook and Instagram friends with four or five of them. Oh, that's interesting, right? Yeah. And then, because uh, I remember I went to a UFC, this is like decades ago. It was in Atlantic City. I think uh, one of Henzo's guys was that Matt Sarah, I think he was fighting at the time. And then after the fight, I mean, this is the one thing I love about MMA that you would never see with any other professional sport. Uh, sport. You had you had the you had the event, and then after the event, all the fighters were hanging out in the casino afterwards, which I thought was really cool. So they were like really approachable, you know. Whereas like if you were to go to like a professional basketball game, you know, or a baseball game, chance of you hanging out. With the uh, with the professional athletes, you know, slim to none. But they were all like hanging out, talking, yeah. talking you know. Yeah, shoot. Sure. When I when I fought Alex Nicholson, we actually hung out before the fight. I think it was the day before weigh-ins. We went and chilled in the the hot tub for an hour together. We just kind of shot the shit, and this was two days before we fought. That mm -hmm. that's unique. I think some fighters think they actually have to have it in their head. And, oh, I gotta. I, I guess some did, right? Like, I, I gotta train myself to hate this guy in order to, to put. Yeah, I never got that. I understand. I mean, I, I some people, 
not many fighters are like me. A lot of fighters grew up their entire lives knowing they were going to be fighters, knowing that they were going to beat the best in the world. I had no idea. I, I, I didn't mean to be a UFC fighter. Uh, I, I stumbled into it, and I, I, it's the greatest mistake I've ever made. I, I love this sport. I love what I do, and I, I, I love the, every opportunity that, that, that MMA has given me in life. Yeah. That's why, they, that's why your nickname is Smiling, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> You're always smiling. You know, that's a good outlook to have on life now, right? I have a father-in-law like that. He never, like, takes a lot to get him mad, but his main focus, I think, like, when he was younger, he was always, like, he had some incidents that, uh, you know, mentally affected him. He got him mad at the world. But then he, like, changed, you know, changed his whole mindset at one point in his life. Now it's like, you got to live yeah. life, right? You got to enjoy it. Be happy. Yeah. I get paid to do something I would have done for free. I, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. It's great. It's great. And it's, it's, it's like kind of a blessing for you guys, right? Because not everybody gets to do that, right? They get the yeah. job, deal with the boss. They don't like come home. Yeah. Great. It's great to see Yep, you. yep. No, I love my job. I love clocking in. I love my boss. It's, I'm really I, – I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Now, with all the people – whether it's you, you fought them before or not, like who who is like your favorite MMA fighter? Whether you know whether it's someone you train with or someone you fought, like uh, well, I've always liked uh, Rashad Evans. He he was always a cool dude, uh, at least not on camera. Now I've met him a few times afterwards, and he's great. Uh, Frank Mir, Frank Mir is one of the coolest guys I've ever gotten to hang out with at all. Uh, Shane Carwin, he's my coach on The Ultimate Fighter. He's just a wonderful guy. And then, then of course, my main coach, uh, Dan Henderson, he's just, you know, he, he we have dinner together every now and then. So he, he's okay. easily the, one of my better friends of all the fighters I've ever had or yeah. ever met. Now, does Randy Couture come by at all? Or? No, I've only met Randy once or twice, and I don't think he'd recognize me. <laughs> That's great, though, man. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I met Frank Mir once. Not that he's ever going to remember. It was it was at uh, it wasn't in it. was actually I'm from Jersey, so it was like a sporting arena near my house. It's a caucus. Oh, okay. Max Sarah was on that card too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that was the night Matt Sarah got knocked out by spinning back fist. But uh, yeah, oh, I, got, I got a, a shook Frank Mir's hand. I just remember. He's a fucking big dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He beat uh, Tank Abbott. That was before he became the. the oh, the that would have been a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember because he was just coming up. He was like a young kid at the time. I think he was like 20 or something. And I just remember shaking his hand and I'm like, he's a big dude. He's My whole big. hand was like disappeared inside his hand. You know? Yeah. Oh, damn. damn. But yeah, that was that was a great shove. I don't ever forget that. I think uh, I'm trying to think of Randy might have that fight one too. I think Randy was on that card. That was before I was watching MMA, so I I, I know all the names, but I I don't know that. Like I've never met Tank. I, I don't remember the fight between him and Mir. That was all all before I was I was an MMA fan. Now what was what was the first MMA fight that you see that that said oh I want to do it I want to get shoot in it. I. I didn't watch MMA till I was like ten and one as a pro. Uh, yeah, no, I never watched. I never. I didn't know about it. It was just something fun somebody said I could do. The event. Oh, my kids climbing and stuff. He shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't grow up watching. I, I don't remember the first fight I watched. It, it, honestly, it might have been Hendo versus Bisbing. But then again, I don't remember if I saw that fight live or if I saw that fight eventually. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was – so I've been fighting for about 14 years, and it's been about 10 years that I've been watching MMA. That is like – I have to say that is like very unique because every, every other MMA fighter – Beautiful. They, they, they like said they've seen seen some seen the event and they're like, oh, I want I saw the first UFC and that's what got me. Yeah, yeah I might yeah. be the last alive that has a story like that where I didn't mean to be a fighter. I had no desire to be a UFC anything. Um, I just turned out I hit real hard and I love doing it, so, so I kept doing it. <laughs> that's great though. That's great though. Now, you guys have uh, – now, when you go to Abu Dhabi, are you taking uh, your family, or is it just you and your wife? You, my whole family, everywhere I go. But uh, because of the COVID and all that, the UFC is not allowing me to have my whole family there, so it'll just be my wife. Okay. That, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes mm -hmm. sense. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, this COVID thing dies down and everything can uh, return to normal. I got a feeling right around November 4th it's going to die down and go yeah, away. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do I. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, right the day before or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you still you still play music instruments or or yeah, I piano and the ukulele with my with my kids. Um, I can still play the trumpet, but I'm not nearly as good as I once was. Uh, and my my little girl is real important to us that we got her to school without a mask or without it so we're, we've got her in a private school and it sounds like i'm gonna help out teaching trumpet at that school a little bit too so uh, uh okay. yeah i feel fairly musically inclined uh i've been told i'm the greatest karaoke voice ever uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> we gotta get that on film yeah <laughs> oh man that's great that's great well, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but man, it was it was it's a great honor to have you on the show, and I look forward to seeing you fight in October. Hopefully, get it yeah, done. Yeah, no, I, I thank you so much for having me on, and and uh, no, that, that I, I can't wait for the fight. Yeah, when you knock the guy out, say this is for Mark the Shark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. Hey, you too, sir. Thanks day. for having me on. Enjoy your family and have a good one. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com.
All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.